Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, join me tonight in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. And we're going to continue... Uh, with something that we began to look at last week, trusting in healing redemption. And uh, we will uh, be dealing, of course, with healing, uh, but we'll be dealing uh, with the whole part of redemption. And I want to say from the very beginning, I am not responsible for the decibel level in this room tonight because it might get loud. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The last day's flow is a flow of redemption power. Over and over again, it's been prophesied that the days we're living in would be a flow of the power of God, uh, that we would see the five-fold ministry gifts in, uh, operating in their full potential power, that the nine gifts of the Spirit would operate in the churches like never before. So the last day's flow is a flow of redemption power. It's a flow of the power of God. And um, this is so important because we've been talking about, I've been talking about this uh, somewhat in healing school for uh, nine weeks, and um, we just continue to uncover things from the Word of God, and it's all encapsulated in that package of redemption, all right? When you got born again and you were redeemed, if you ask most believers, what were you redeemed from? They'll say, I was redeemed from sin. You certainly were. And that's the main thing that you needed to be redeemed from. But in that package of redemption, you came this understanding that you were redeemed from everything the curse brought into the earth. We talked last week about uh, people will say, well, Jesus bought back everything that Adam lost. He did. He, and, and what did he buy back? And they'll say, well, he bought back healing. No, he didn't. Because nobody needed to be healed in the garden. There was no sickness. He bought back divine health. And in divine health is healing. Amen. I can start by getting healed and work my way into divine health. If you're dealing with a malady in your body tonight, God will heal it and then work you into divine health. Glory be to God. Amen. Every person that Jesus healed was healed based on himself, took our infirmities, and bore our sicknesses. Every person. Every person that Jesus healed, he healed based on that verse. That was the grounds he had to heal on. Because understand, we, we talk about these things uh, uh, in the scriptures. You know, Jesus came into the, into the earth and he came as a man. And he came as a man acting under the authority of the Father, but he came and he had to be acting on the Word. And so when he healed someone, it was based on what was already written. It was based on what was already God's will. It was already God's will to heal. Amen. Jesus was not uh, healing because of sympathy. He wasn't healing because he felt bad for people. He was healing because that was God's will. Amen. The Old Testament, people were healed in the Old Testament based on what he would do. We're healed under the New Covenant based on what he's already done. Glory be to God. Every person that Jesus he, that, that was healed under the Old Covenant, and, and when you read through the Old Testament, every person that was healed was healed based on credit of what Jesus was going to do. Every person Jesus healed was healed on credit based on what he was going to do. Amen. How do I know they were healed on credit? Because he had not yet bore physically their sicknesses or their diseases to the cross yet. But in the mind of God, it was a settled issue. It was already on record that he took our sicknesses and carried our diseases. And therefore, with his stripes, 
rather the ones he has received, or in their case, the ones he was going to receive, I could be healed. Faith is the substance of the thing that you're hoping for. Faith is the substance. And when they would believe Jesus and believe the teaching of Jesus, their faith would pull into the present what was still in the future. Glory be to God. So I have to consistently place my trust in the healing that belongs to me through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's it's important that you see, if I've received the package, I have it. I may not have opened that part, but I have it. It's mine. It's in my redemptive package. And so when we say, I'm not the healed trying, or, or the sick trying to get well, I'm the healed protecting my health, we don't know how true that has been. Because the reality of it is, the healing on the inside of me, that is the God life part of me, is stronger than any sickness, any disease, any, any, any virus, anything that comes against your body. Because healing is perfection, sickness is imperfection, and perfection always drives out imperfection. When you got born again, it was the perfect Spirit of God that entered into you, and the perfect Spirit of God that entered into you drove out, put to death, your old carnal nature and brought in the life of God on the inside of you. Glory to God. But I have to consistently place my trust there. This is, right? This is what I am. No longer talk about yourself in the terms of I'm going to be healed or I'm working on healing or I'm getting better. I'm healed. I receive it all. I receive it all right now. And, it, and, and, and the results might come in stages, but I got it all right now. It's all mine right now. I have it right now. The package came and I signed for it. I was there when I received Jesus into my life and He forgave me of my sin. And the moment He forgave me of my sin, He healed my body. He restored my mind. He brought me back to a state of wholeness. Oh, hallelujah. I was there. That's the song we used to sing when I was a boy growing up in church. I was there when it happened. I guess I ought to know. Amen. I was there. I, I, I was there when I got saved. Oh, and we, and we sing those songs. All the burdens rolled away, rolled away. They all rolled away. And I'm so grateful. But at the same time, he took all that sickness off of me. He took all disease off of me. If, if somebody would get saved and be taught that from day one, their days of sickness and disease are over with, they'll know how to stand against it. Many of us in here, we had been saved for years before we got a hold of the Word of faith and what the Word of God says, and we had to learn how to get healed. What if we take them from babyhood and teach them the moment you're saved, you're healed by the power of God? Amen. Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I perceive that you're healed. Woo, glory to God. Try it one more time. Say, hey neighbor, I perceive you're healed. Ah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Every, 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 when you read through the book of Acts, almost every time there was a message preached, people got healed. Two, two things happened in the book of Acts. Almost every time they preached the word of God, people got filled with the Holy Ghost and got healed. Amen. And it took thousands of years of religion to convince us that didn't happen. And it did. They had to convince people that that was for the apostles, not for us today. Dear Lord, what a sadistic God that will heal people in the Bible, but it might not be his will to heal me. Is he playing favors? No, God doesn't have any favorites. And why'd he heal them? And you got people in church that love God, but they're sick, and they're being taught it may not be God's will to heal you. Oh, but it was God's will to save you. It's God's will to save anybody. God hadn't changed. Wait a minute. You can't have it both ways. If God hasn't changed, 
the same God whose will it is to save everybody, it's his will to heal everybody. Because the same price was paid at the same time. Glory be to God. I feel like running. Uh, But it's a Wednesday night. I might freak some folks out. Isaiah, (laughs) Isaiah, Isaiah 53 and verse 4. I want to read it to you from the leaser translation for the sake of time. It said, however, he was the one that lifted up our sicknesses. Now listen for that word, our, all through these verses. He lifted up our sickness. He carried our pain. We ourselves assumed him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. Now he was. All of that was laid on him by God. But notice the next, the next word. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities, The chastisement needful for our peace was upon him, and by his wounds we were healed. We were healed. We were healed. So he's saying, we thought this was happening, but this is what was happening. All right? We thought God was punishing him because of him, but in fact, this is what was happening. It was my transgressions and my iniquities and my sins and my diseases and my pain that he was carrying. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 8, 16 through 17. The Madsen translation says, He has taken our sicknesses from us. He has borne all our infirmities. Now, it's important that you see that word because that's weaknesses. That's weaknesses. Infirmities is weaknesses. All right? So, so the sickness you're dealing with may have caused a weakness. He took it. He took it. He became weak with your weakness. He became sick with your sickness. He became sin with your sin. He became depressed with your depression. He became anxious with your anxiety. He took heart trouble with your heart trouble. Oh, he took it. Hallelujah. Moffat says he took away our sicknesses and our diseases he removed. He took away our illnesses, the New English says, and lifted our diseases from us. So Jesus didn't just heal because he had sympathy. He healed based on what he was going to do. He took it. That's a good place to tell your neighbor. He took it. He took it. In 1 Peter 2.24. One translation says his wounds were the means through which we received healing. God's word translation says his wounds have healed you. His wounds have healed you. Was he wounded? They healed you. I say, was he wounded? They healed you. I've got to take for real settled fact what happened. Because here's where we run into a problem. We know what happened. And then we say, well, I'm going to take that by faith. Faith perceives as real fact what's not evidence to the senses. Faith says I'm healed now. I said, faith says I'm healed now. It's not I see it and I'm going to have it. If I see it, I got it. If you see it, you got it. This is not just a book. It's a law book. This is law. What you read in it is law. Healing is not just a promise. Healing is not just something good. It's a law in the mind of God. My people ought to be healed. My people ought to be well. Because that it's in it, this, but it's also a receipt book. And everything I see in there. That was promised is paid for. If it's paid for, it's waiting on me. If it's paid for, it's there. All I got to do is go pick it up. If it's paid for, all I've got to do is go take it. And I got the receipt. I got the receipt. It's paid for. And if you've got something that was paid for, take it back. You understand what I'm saying? If you're dealing with a sickness tonight, in the spirit, you got the receipt. That it was paid for, just go take it back. 
Go take it back. I'm not, I'm not taking this anymore because, look, Jesus paid to remove this from me. This is illegal. This is a trespass. This is not allowed to be here because I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There, there are people that wouldn't call themselves a sinner for anything in the world. Bless God, I've been saved. I'm not a sinner. Well, then out of that same mouth, don't call yourself sick. Because you were saved and healed. See, that's what gives you the intensity to rise up against that. The intensity that you rise up against what is illegal in your life. The intensity that you rise up against it will determine how it leaves your life. Oh, hallelujah. Anytime in these, wor- these verses we see over and over again the word our. And I need to say this because of what we're getting into. Anytime you see the word our in relation to Christ's suffering, it's referencing something that he did vicariously for me. And vicariously means in the place of or as a substitute for. Our, he took our sicknesses. He took our diseases. He did that for me, right? Now, again, I I keep referencing this, but hear me. We have no problem believing that he took my sin. Because after all, I couldn't save myself, right? That's why he died for you. But you also can't heal yourself. That's why he paid the price for it. Everything you can't do for yourself He paid the price for and did it for you, so all you have to do is receive it. Oh, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I perceive that you're healed. Oh, hallelujah. So anytime we see where Christ suffered as our substitute, healing was included. Now, I was raised with healing. My dad was healed during the days of the voice of healing. And, 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 and we didn't have a perfect revelation of it, but I was just raised with healing. That was never an issue. God's our healer. That's just the way it was. Now, now sometimes, like I said, they didn't have a, a, a big revelation on this part of it, so it made it kind of hard sometimes, but healing always came. If you've come to healing school anytime, I, I've taught that series. Healing always comes, right? Healing always comes. But, but, but the point is, the point that I'm making is I, I saw this more clearly when it came to financial prosperity. Healing was never a problem for me. I knew God wanted to heal me. I knew God would heal me. I knew God did heal me. But, you know, we knew God would save you and God would heal you, but boy, them finances. That, that's, another, that's another catch. And, and I, but here's the thing. I had to come to understand. When the price was paid for my sin... And my healing, it was paid for my prosperity. That's why 3 John 2 can say he desires above all things that we prosper and be in health. Everything the word desires for me is based on what Jesus did for me. If Jesus didn't pay for it, the word can't promise me that it belongs to me. What the word says belongs to me has been paid for. Hallelujah. So it's not a question of is it God's will to prosper me. Did Jesus die? Did he shed his blood? Then it's his will. It's not a question of did, is it God's will to heal? Did Jesus die? Did he take stripes on his back? Did he go beaten bloody to that whipping post and carry that cross to Calvary? Did he do it? If he did, then it's his will. Glory to God. What I think about the finished work determines what I receive from the finished work. Because in these verses, we see the finished work of redemption. And people will talk about the finished work of redemption. Well, think about this. Understand all that's compiled in redemption, and then we say that's finished. If it's finished, that's not just there's no other price to be paid. It means it's finished. It covers every area of my life. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11, 
1 Corinthians chapter 11. Woo! Glory to God. I've already preached myself happy. I'm determined. I'm determined we're going to be the wellest bunch of people in this city. I'm just determined. I'm determined. They're going to look at our church and say, boy, that's a healthy church. Yes, it is. Because we know the price that was paid. We know what belongs to us. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24. And when he had taken, when he had given thanks. Now, this is when he took the bread. And, and I want you to understand something. The accounts in the Gospels don't talk like this. I mean, they tell us this story, but they don't share the same revelation Paul shares. And Paul says he received this of the Lord. So Jesus told him what happened this night. When he'd given thanks, he'd break it, the bread, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Now, there's that word again. There's that word of substitution. Broken for me. This do in remembrance of me. This do as for a remembrance what I did. The same manner he took the cup. When he'd supped, he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. Uh, do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Notice, this is my body broken for you. My body broken for you. The word for is a word that means on the behalf of or for the sake of. Now, that's wonderful that he did it on my behalf and for my sake, but there's the rest of that meaning is instead of. This is my body broken instead of you. My body was broken instead of you being broken. Hallelujah. His body was broken on my behalf and for my stake, but also instead of me. See, that's why it's ridiculous for anybody to suffer for sin when somebody already suffered for sin. The wages of sin is death. They sure are. And somebody already paid the wages. Somebody already paid the price for sin. So we look at that and we think, it's ridiculous that you wouldn't want to get saved. It's ridiculous that we don't walk in health when the price has already been paid. Hallelujah. See, I'm saying that's what your mindset has to be. If I'm saved, it is ridiculous to not receive the price for my salvation from sin. It's also just as ridiculous not to receive the, the freedom that I have from freedom from sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53, again, let's look at this. Hallelujah. When, when he said Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4, surely he's borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. That word griefs and sorrows, illnesses and pains. That's what it literally means in the, in, the, in the Hebrew. He bore our illnesses and our pains. He carried them. Where? In his body. What did Paul just say his body was, what happened to his body for us? It was broken for us. It was broken instead of us. What does sickness and disease do to your body? Breaks it. I mean, that's the essence of it. If, if you've got heart problems, your heart's broke. If you've got, right? If you've got other issues, there, there, it's a broken place. And his body was broken for your body. His body was broken instead of your body. And if, he if his was broken instead, there's no reason for mine to be broken. What do I have to do? i got to rise up in simple faith, just like I did about salvation from sin, and say, no, I'm not a sinner because somebody paid the price for my sin. Something happened to Jesus, so something wouldn't have to happen to me. 
He went to hell so I wouldn't have to go to hell. He was tormented so I wouldn't have to be tormented. But he also carried my sicknesses and my diseases and his body was broken for me so I wouldn't have to carry my sicknesses and my diseases and my body wouldn't have to be broken. Hallelujah. Then it says, hmm. Verse 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. That word uh, wounded is tormented. Tormented. And then it says, for our, there's that word again. He did this vicariously. For our transgressions. You know what? Transgressions is rebellion. Sin. That's what it means. He was tormented for my sin. Well, where was he tormented? In hell. He went and was tormented for me. In my place. This is the vast price of redemption. In uh, Isaiah 53 and verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Now, that's a plural word in the Hebrew, deaths, D-E-A-T-H-S, deaths. Jesus died physically, but Jesus suffered separation from God. That's spiritual death. You, you understand this? This is the, this is the depth of, of redemption. This is how deep redemption went. All right? Because when Jesus, revi- when Jesus made you new, when he created you as a new creature in Christ Jesus, that's exactly what it was. It was brand new. The old died. Hallelujah. How could the old die? How could Jesus put to death the old man? Because he had suffered in hell the price that the old man owed. He had a right to save you because he had paid your price. So, you understand? So there are Christians tormented by their past when Jesus was tormented for you. Christians tormented by their failures and redemption paid for that. Hallelujah. Well, what, when, what, when I think about my failures, you need, to, you need to go to Hebrews chapter 14 and let the devil know the blood of Jesus Christ has purged my conscience from dead works so I can serve the living God. My conscience is purged by the blood of Jesus. Jesus paid the price for me to have a sound mind, a peaceful mind, a whole mind, a mind free from condemnation and guilt. That's why Paul could say in Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. When I am in Christ, I am in the one that paid every price for every victory that I'll ever need. I'm free, I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm whole in Jesus' name. Tormented for me. Tormented for me. For my rebellion. Think, think about it. Never sinned. Never rebelled against God. But yet was tormented for us. And then when we received his sacrifice, it was just like we never rebelled. And we never sinned. Why? Because his blood perfectly cleansed us. Didn't just atone for us, it cleansed us. It removed what was there. That the old is not there, the new has come. That's why when you hear people talk about a Christian having a sin nature, they do err not knowing the scriptures. You don't have a sin nature. Your sin nature was done away with when you got born again. You can give in to sin, but you no longer have a sin nature. You have the nature of God on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do, do you understand that? And people make excuses. Well, you know, my sin nature is fighting against my godly nature. That's not Bible. It's not Bible. That's the farthest thing from Bible there is. I'll just go one, one step further. It's not truth. And when people say it, they're lying. Because it's not in the Bible. 
When I got born again, my nature was made brand new. I received God's nature. Amen. You're not a spiritual hulk. You don't have this, this, this sinful, ugly thing on the inside. Well, Paul said, you know, the, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. And, and, oh, you know, what a horrible straight that I'm in. Well, you, Paul was talking about himself before grace. When he was trying to keep the law in himself. He said, I can't do what I want to do. What I want to do, I know is right. And what I know is right, I don't do. And oh, 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 hopeless man that I am, who's going to deliver me from this body of death? What's the next verse say? I thank God through Jesus Christ. Who delivered you from the body of death? Who delivered you from the body of death? Jesus did. Why? Because his body died. You were in a body that was dead. You were in a spirit that was dead. But he went to the cross and died physically and went to hell and suffered separation from God and died spiritually so he could come and revive you spiritually and quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah. When I say I'm a new creature, I'm a new creature. And where healing and, 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 and wholeness is concerned, it might be catching up to who I am, but it'll catch up to who I am. And eventually my new creaturehood will cover that. Eventually you'll see. Eventually you'll see in your body. You'll be totally free from sickness and disease. You'll be totally free from the uneven levels. I'm telling you by the Holy Spirit, you do whatever you want to do with what I'm saying. Eventually you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell you your sugar is normal. They're going to tell you your blood pressure is normal. They're going to tell you those levels are normal. Why? Because your body will eventually catch up to who you are. Hallelujah. Tormented for me. Man, when I found that out, the days of condemnation were over in my life. Jesus was tormented for me. Yeah, but pastor, you don't know what I did. But Jesus does and he died for you anyway. Hallelujah. It did not take Jesus any more effort to, to save somebody that had barely sinned than it did to save somebody that was a very great sinner. We're the ones that put a, a level on sinning. If you had been born in this people planet and never did anything that anyone calls sinful, you would have still split hell wide open when you died because you were born a sinner. You were born separated from God. You, you didn't become a sinner. You were born one. You didn't become a sinner when you started sinning. You were born a sinner. That's why Jesus had to be born alive. He had to be born spiritually alive because you were born spiritually dead. It took a man that was spiritually alive to come into a world of spiritually dead people and save them. Hallelujah. Whew. Do, 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 do you understand that? And so, and so when, when, when we talk about he paid my price, he did pay our price. So we don't have to pay it again. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I perceive that you're healed. You just got in simple faith, receive it. I just, and that, you know, I tell the Lord all that all the time. He'll show me something and say, that's yours. And I say, Lord, I just in simple faith received that. Now, that's, that's how it works for me. You got to do it however you got to do it. If it's mine, I, I'll take it. Right? If it's mine, I'll take it. I'm helping you. I'm helping me. Then it says he was bruised for our iniquities. That word bruised, crushed, destroyed. Listen to this. Beat to pieces. For our, there's that word again. Our iniquity. That word, our evil, our faults, our depravity. He was beat to pieces for my faults. It was my fault. And he was crushed. Think about this. So why should you be crushed 
with your failures when someone was crushed for you. That make sense? Hallelujah. The open door that the enemy gets into in people's lives is through this. He can stop your healing if you, if you take any of these others for granted. Well, I've been such a failure in my life. We just so showed you where he was tormented for your failures. He was crushed and beat to pieces for our mistakes. Right? And the enemy gets in and will steal from people because they get, they get out of the redemptive flow by getting over there and looking at their failures and their mistakes and what they got to correct. Everybody in here is correcting something. Everyone in here has things you're working on. If it isn't anything but learning how to deal with traffic without getting mad, you're working on something. And the good Lord knows we got a lot of opportunities. Amen. Or got to deal with Dallas Cowboy fans. One of the two. It's just. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right? So why should I be beat to pieces? I've had people come to me and talk to me. Say, Pastor, I need to talk to you. The devil's just beating me to pieces. Why are you letting that happen when somebody else was already beat to pieces? The Bible says the Lord put him, God put him to grief so he could redeem us. Then he says the chastisement, the discipline, the chastening, the correction. And the King James says the chastisement of our peace. In the Hebrew, it's the chastisement that was needful to obtain peace. Was on him. All right, needful for peace. Well, what's that word peace? It's, 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 the, Greek, it's the Hebrew word shalom. It means completeness, soundness in body or health. That's what it means. There was no peace between God and man. Because of man's rebellion. Right? There was no peace. Well, that, that's not just there was no agreement. There, there was no peace. Healing wasn't flowing in the earth like it had. Victory wasn't flowing in the earth. If you had been in this earth before Jesus, you would have been in a very different place. Hallelujah. When Jesus came into this world, he came into a world that was that was he came into a world that was largely under the control of the slave master Satan. He came into the slave market of sin. He came into a world where men and women were all in bondage to the things of the devil. There was no hope. They had no way of getting out of it. There was no way out of that depravity. And Jesus came in and took the chastisement, took the punishment, took the shame that was needful to bring peace to us. Glory to God. Amen. Isaiah 53.10. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. Now, remember... Grief, he carried our griefs. That word griefs refers to sickness. He had put him to grief. Now you can study the word grief for yourself. It means uh, rubbed or worn. But it means this, these three meanings. Make sick, be diseased, or to have infirmity. God made him sick. God made him sickness with your sickness. That's it. Now believers will shout the walls down that he was made sin for me, that I could be made righteous. He was made sick for you so you could be healed. At the same time, just the reality of it. Amen. 
Every sickness, every disease known to man, then, after, now, or ever will be known, was all laid on Jesus at one time, all at one time. Now we know that here, but do we know that? That's, that's one of the reasons why Jesus died so quick on the cross. Number one, he was carrying the sin of the world. Number two, he was carrying every disease known to man or every disease that would ever be known to man in his body on the cross. A very sick man died for us and became sick with our sickness so we could be well. Now think about this. The Bible says in 1 John, as he is in this world, so are we. Here's a question. Is Jesus sick anymore? Then I can be as he is. He was sick. He became sick for me. So I could be well. Oh, hallelujah. So most believers don't have any trouble believing the first part of this, but here's what they do. They look over the fact that Isaiah bookends those truths with healing. Carried our sicknesses and our pains by his stripes were healed. And in between, everything else is mentioned. It's one package. You can't take one of these verses or two of these verses out of its setting. Either way, you can't say he suffered for my sin without saying he suffered for your sickness, and you can't say he suffered for your sickness without saying he suffered for your sin. Might get loud. Many will say, well, you can't save yourself. That's why Jesus died. You can't heal yourself, and that's why Jesus died as well. You can't prosper yourself. Not long term. The, 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 the only secure prosperity is in Christ. Amen. Begin to see the word salvation for all it encompasses. Sickness came as a result of sin, and certainly sin is removed by the atonement of Jesus Christ, or it has no remedy. Sickness came as a result of sin, and sin was removed by the blood of Christ. I'll say that again. Sickness came as a result of sin, and the blood removed sin. If it removed sin, which was the parent of sickness, it removed sickness. Now, I've said this to my churches over the years. I'll... I want you to, to, to hold on with me here. I, I want you to get it. Not just think, boy, that's good. Get it. Right? If I'm saved from sin, I'm saved from sickness. So I'm not going to have it. I decided in my home, we're not going to have any missed days because of sickness. There's no reason for my child to miss school, not be able to go to school because of being sick. Childhood diseases. Now, that, that's the determination I made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you've got to build those promises into your child. You've got to build them into them. You're the healed of the Lord. When Jesus died for your sin, he died for your sickness. Amen. And you teach them. When sickness tries to pop up, they go, no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Amen. When they, when they start talking about a disease in the world, you got to step up like a free person, free man, free woman, and say, I don't mind telling you, I'll never have it. I'm redeemed from it. Think about that. If there was a special tax in the world, 
Now, there are taxes. We don't think of any of them as special. But if there was a, a special tax in the world, and somehow Brother Billy had obtained redemption from that tax, right? And they, they came around, and, and, and they bring a bill to Jim, and he just pays it. They bring a bill to Roxanne. She says, talk to my husband. And they, they, right, they, 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 bring, they, they bring a bill, and they come all the way around here, and they get over here to Brother Billy, and he pulls out a sheet of paper and says, I'm redeemed from this tax. Right? And they go, oh, okay. Right? I'm redeemed from this tax. Right? When, when that sickness starts, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm redeemed from you. You're not mine. You're trespassing. You don't belong to me. And I don't know where you're going, but just go. You got to go to the next house. You're going. This is important. Because what I'm redeemed from, I'm redeemed from. Now think about that. That means in God's mind, I'm redeemed. Whether I act redeemed or not. In, in that illustration, Brother Billy could sit there and let them charge him. And reach in his pocket and pay the tax. When he's got the, 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 the certificate that says, I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. Anybody ask you just who I am, tell them I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And they'll come up to you and say, what, what, what are you doing different? You never get sick. I'm redeemed. You watch. You, you do whatever you want to with what I'm saying. These are these utterances that I know are by the Holy Spirit. You're going to go to your doctor soon, and he's going to start telling you about how things are so much better. And he doesn't understand why they're getting so much better. But one day you'll go in there and he'll say, it's gone. I'm taking the whole package. I'm taking the whole package. Oh, glory. I'm taking the whole package. Amen. Now, let's, uh, let's go back over to 1 Corinthians 11. We're almost done. And remember, all, everybody, your body is catching up to what you are. Now, if the Lord talks to you about things to change, change them. But here's the thing, your body is catching up to what you are. That's why the Bible says at that day, that day of the redemption of our bodies, we will be known as we are known. And when we see him, we will be like him. Now, whatever is lacking at that moment is going to be caught up quick. Boom. Right? You're never going to walk in a glorified body on this earth till Jesus returns. But you can walk in a healed body. When I hear certain things, men of God that I have confidence in, when they say things, I say, Lord, I want that. I used to hear Brother Hagin. He'd say, I go years at a time. Don't even know I have a body. Because I'm walking in divine health. I heard him say that. I said, Lord, I want that. But you know what the Lord helped me see? It's not given just because you want it. It's given because you believe it. If I believe it, I remember Pastor Caldwell preaching in 2013. He taught this in 2013 about a higher standard. And he taught on that the whole year about a higher standard. And the, one of the first things I heard him teach on in that, he said, there is divine healing but there's a higher standard called divine health. You can be divinely healed. If you're healed, it's divine. But how about divine health? Right? It, 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 it doesn't mean you're any better than anybody because you're walking in divine health. But listen, if it's in the package, I want it. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24, we talked about how his broken body uh, represents our healing his body for our bodies think about that his body broken for my broken body his unbroken body broken so my broken body 
could be mended. But not just mended, made new. Mm. Look at verse 29. He that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Now, when we talk unworthily here, it's not the person. The person is not eating and drinking unworthily in themselves. It's not that the person is unworthily. They're not ascribing worth to what they're partaking of. His body for my body. I have to ascribe that worth to it. All right? The question is, here it is, this, this cause, for this cause, this, this phrase indicates a failure to recognize the completeness of the sacrifice of Christ. His body for our bodies. Here's the question. Did he give his body for us? If he did, we're redeemed from brokenness because of sickness and disease. If he did, right? I've talked to people before about getting saved. And I would say, they would say, well, I just don't know if I believe all that's true. And I would say, well, if he did die, and if he did raise from the dead, he is who he said he was. Right? So did he give his body? Was it broken for you? Then you're redeemed from sickness and disease. Because what he did is settled fact, and what was produced by what he did is settled fact. I'm saved because, as we used to say in church, the old account was settled long ago. And the record's clear today. My Savior washed my sin away because the old account was settled long ago. Amen. In other words, there was an account against me. But somebody died. And that account was settled. Long time ago. And go check the record right now. It's clear. Because the account was settled. Go check the heaven and in, in the record in heaven right now. It says I'm healed. It says you're healed. Yeah, but I'm still dealing with this. You go by what this says, not by what you're dealing with. What this says is you're healed. That's why we say that, that you go by what the Word says, because what the Word says is what's settled in heaven. What you feel is not settled in heaven. What the Word says is settled in heaven. What you feel can be changed by what's settled in heaven. Go ask God what's settled, what's on record. Glory. His body for our body. The lamb in Exodus 12 was a type of this. That body, the body of that lamb was given in order to give strength, health, and healing to the Israelites coming out of bondage. Very often we preach and teach on the blood being put over the door. That's true. We put the blood over the door. The blood of Jesus is on my heart. My house is sanctified by the blood of Jesus. I'm made new by the blood of Jesus. But inside that house they were partaking of the lamb. I'm redeemed from sin. My body is redeemed from sin. My body is redeemed from sickness. I'm partaking of the lamb. The blood's on the, the blood for my body. I'm protected from the destroyer by his blood. I received all of this at the same time. I can't be destroyed because I'm protected by the blood. And I'm healed by the blood at the same time. Isaiah says he took it. He took it. He took it. He took it. Amen. He took it. This is my phone. This is my phone. What if Jim took it? He took it. You know what I'd say? I used to have one of those, but somebody took it. I used to have a phone, but somebody took it. Yeah, I used to have that sickness, but somebody took it. Somebody took it. If they took it, it's not mine anymore. Used to be mine, but it's not mine. That's not my phone anymore. He took it. You understand what I mean by that? And if they took it, it's not mine. It's gone. Somebody took it. Jesus took it. In one night, the Israelites received their health, their protection, and their deliverance. In one night, 
At the very moment we were born again, we received our salvation from sin, our salvation from sickness, and our salvation from bondage. Forgiveness of sins and healing of the body go hand in hand. And both were provided for at the same time and by the same means. Period. That's it. This is what I am. Because this is the price that was paid. Settles the issue. And all I have to do is in simple faith, receive it. Just receive it. That's mine. I am healed. I am healed. You know, if somebody looked at you and said, sinner, you say, who are you talking to? Somebody looked at you and said, poor boy, you wouldn't answer. When somebody looks at you and says, hey, sicky, who are you talking to? Right? Now, I'm going to say something real quickly. And I'm not talking denial and don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I'm saying this by the Holy Spirit. That's why you've got to quit calling yourself a diabetic. Well, you know, I'm a diabetic. You might be dealing with diabetes, but that doesn't define who you are. See, I'm calling myself what the record says. Now, that doesn't mean you don't take your medicine and you quit going to the doctor. That, that means you go with this understanding. This is what I have. Yeah, but, you know, there's no cure for what I have. Oh, yes, there is. It's called the blood of Jesus. I'll buy into that. Well, the doctor said I'll always have to deal with it. Baloney. Let me say that again, maybe with more spirit. Baloney. I don't have to deal with it forever. It's been paid for. Amen. Incurable. Every disease is incurable to medical science because they can't heal. If you've ever dealt with cancer, they'll tell you, well, right now you're cancer-free. But we've got to keep monitoring it because it can come back. Is that right or wrong? It goes into remission. It's not there now. But it can come back. Why? Because the radiation, whatever they do, it, it, can, it can kill the cells, but it can't heal you. But there came one from heaven that didn't just make us better. He made us new. Think about this. Now think about this as we're closing. If he can do the impossible, save you. And make you new. Why can't he heal you? Which was harder? To save my soul? Or heal my body? Here's the issue. Neither one of them were hard for God. All it took was your belief. Whatever you believe, God will do. Not can do, will do. He will do it. What do I have to do? Simple faith, receive it. Nothing incurable. Well, they said they can't help me with this. Well, thank God I know somebody who is the God of all comfort and who is our help, very present help in the time of trouble. Isn't that good news? I don't know if you received anything out of this, but I have preached myself happy. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Good to see all you healed people. Healed people. Amen. That's how it is. That's how it is. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this word tonight. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for ministering to your people. Thank you, Father, that we have a covenant with Almighty God that says that we're not going to be healed. We are healed. We are the healed. Father, in your mind, we are the healed. And we right now, in simple faith, receive it. Lord, we receive it. Yes, Lord, I'll say that. We receive complete recovery from any injuries, any surgeries, 
We receive it now. Ah, we receive healing in our bones. We receive healing in our bloodstream. Diabetes, you got to go. Out the door with you. In the name of Jesus. Whoo, glory to God. We receive it. We receive it. Healing from accidents. Healing from surgeries. Healing from uh, old injuries. Totally healed. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we receive it. And we call it ours because it's written and it's presently on record. And that's how it is.